was going to talk about a few random ideas that I had this week, and they've got they don't link together at all. They're just sort of random thoughts that have no place else to go apart from chucking them onto this little podcast. So I'll, I'll say them. So one is um, I was thinking about novels and reading books. When I when I read a novel, the author will often put a some sort of highly charged symbol in the book, maybe at the beginning of the book or midway, and that might be a dream that the main character has or a cat, a weird cat or a wolf or a dog or just some sort of animal um, that has sort of some semi-profound significance at, at the time in, in that moment, but it has no bearing on the plot or the story or the mechanics of what how it will dictate the next scene. Um, but for some reason it's loaded and charged with this symbolism and its aura, I guess, sort of spreads through the the character somehow. And, and eventually that same symbol or whatever it was will often be in the last paragraph of the entire book. It's almost as if this is like a, gr- a great novelist tradition. It's like a motif or even a cliche Um but it's a kind of a beautiful one, and it's and it's um it sort of points to the idea that the story and the plot isn't important, but it's the dream sparkle, um, symbol shit that is the real stuff of life. Because when you sieve sieve sieve, I don't know how you say that word, your your life down, all you all you really remember is one or two random things that have nothing to do with your life story. Um, I often think that about books. If I sometimes I'll remember a book from I read ten years ago, and I have don't remember the story at all, but I'll just remember this random, symbolic moment in it. But yeah, that's that's a weird thought that I had, and I don't know what I'll do with that idea or if there's anything to do with it. But I kind of like yeah, just it's just something that I've noticed after just reading for a long time. The novelists will often do that, and so the the next idea I thought of was. When I'm writing this nine to five series is that I feel like I'll find a topic or a subject or something from my memory and I'll, I'll wear it like a straight jacket and then I have to write myself out of that straight jacket. But the, when I put the straight jacket on, I, I ha- it's like the straight jacket of the original ground zero stinking emotion gut feeling of the work situation that inspired the piece in the first place and then I have to hold on to that feeling in my gut when I write it I can't just write it from the memory of the memory of it I have to hold that weird feeling that I had at the time in my gut I have to really it's yeah the memory of a feeling is different just to the memory of holding it in my head I have to hold the feeling in my gut and as soon as I do that funny and interesting stuff starts to write it it writes itself but when I'm writing from my head, I have to, I start to become clever. I start. I try to be clever. I try to write interesting things rather than just let it write itself. So when I'm tapping into that, this, yeah, it feels yeah, it's weird. And that straitjacket is almost like I, it's really frustrating to wear. Um, and I'll take it'll take a couple of days to write a one minute video. And sometimes I almost feel as dramatic as it sounds, almost a semi-darkness while I'm in, inside it. I don't begin with, it's not 
it's not always fun. It feels like this is actually, I fucking hate this. What am I doing? But it feels like such a relief when I can just, when it all starts to come together and the straitjacket comes off and then I post it as a video. I kind of feel like that's, I've mapped out an instruction to how to take that straitjacket off that particular feeling off <laughs> in a weird way. I don't know if, if that's wanky to say, but um, yeah, I, that's that was the other thought I had. But yeah, I kind of feel like when I'm doing that, I'm letting one good sentence write the next sentence. So I almost need, all I need is really just that first sentence and then it all it all unravels like this long tail and it, feel, it feels so good. Another thought I had, and I think I might've mentioned it before, but just another way of saying it, all I need, I feel like the world is just full of bullshit. It's constantly saying just just random false gestures and bullshit words. When a politician says the word culture, it almost, he, the, the politician almost destroys the idea and concept of culture just by uttering the word. I feel this, the words, the world is full of shit and, and I feel like Artists no longer have, they they no longer put soul into their work. It's all about their reputation. I kind of feel like they're it's one or the other. They're they're writing with their reputation, not their their spirit or their soul. And I've kind of witnessed it firsthand. Um, it's it's so weird. And anyway, so I was just thinking when I feel frustrated, when I'm looking, just searching for any truth, I just need to hear one single truth a day and I can feel sane. If that truth comes from a criminal or if it comes from a cat, if it comes from just anywhere, like I'm, I'm almost desperate for it without even realizing it sometimes, I just need to hear one sane true thing a day and I can feel semi normal. And I was just thinking, um, one of the ways this is that when I'm really desperate, a low quality, a low quality, low bar truth is sometimes Googling, um, bad reviews for magic acts in Las Vegas, <laughs> which is kind of, um, mental, but my, f- my, probably a better one is Rotten Tomatoes where you see the critic score is like a hundred percent, but the audience score is 23%. And it's because all the, the, the critics are riding off their reputations. They've got if they're they're they're, they're fucked if um they if they give something that's morally correct a bad review. It's because mor- morals are fashion, and so if they're if they're basically get, yeah, there's certain certain sacred. There's so many sacred cows in this weird extreme culture at the moment that it's they had. They're, they're not even being real. So when you see the audience score, the massive disparity between the audience score and the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, it feels amazing. So I'll read a few bullshit critic scores that are all just completely lying to themselves. And then I'll read honest reviews from the audience and I feel almost sane again, just, just reading something honest about a particular movie or show. And it's really rare. Sometimes you'll a Rotten Tomatoes score will be ninety eight percent by the critics, and so I'll look for the and I'll think it's abs and I'll think it's absolute bullshit that it's like a piece of shit show or TV that's just preach saying the correct things, and I'll look for that single that one critic who went against everyone to say the truth that they just didn't give a shit about their reputation. They're they're speaking with their 
their soul and I'll, and I'll read that and I'll almost, yeah, cherish it and go, oh, thank you. Someone's willing to say, call bullshit. Listen, in this bullshit Emperor's New Clothes era, it's... But anyway, they're, they're my three thoughts that I had this week. And they've got nothing to do with anything. I didn't know where to put them. And I thought, oh, I'll put them on, put them on an episode of a podcast. Why not? <laughs>